Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Around the Diamond podcast. I'm Evan Bolliger. I'm Sam Edwards. And we have our 2019 awards show ahead of us. Uh-huh. We're all finished with our divisional predictions. We're going to get right into predicting our awards for this season. Yeah. We got MVP, Manager of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year coming this episode. And next episode, we'll get into Cy Young, Reliever of the Year, and Rookie of the Year, which we've already talked a little bit about in another episode. Yep. So let's get right into this. All right, let's do it. First base, some news and notes around the league. Bryce Harper has played his first game as a Philly. It's still spring, obviously. It was fun to see him get into it. The crowd loved him. He came up to the theme song to Fresh Prince, which should have been rocky. But, you know, <laughs> I like him getting into the Philly spirit, so yeah. that's pretty good for Philly. Mm-hmm. Another subject, Oakland and Mariners are having their opener in uh, Japan, Tokyo, which will be cool because the uh, Mariners have Ichiro Suzuki, who is a longtime Japan player. Um, so that will be great for him. Two starting pitchers, Mike Fires is starting for Oakland. Um, which is kind of underwhelming, um, just like their entire rotation, kind of underwhelming. And the Mariners are starting Marco Gonzalez instead of Felix Hernandez, which breaks Felix's streak of 10 straight openers. And he was not happy about it, which is understandable, but he did have like a over five ERA this past year. and He, he didn't deserve to be the starter. He didn't deserve it. For anything other than his year three years ago and, right. and before that. Right, and we're done giving people awards for what they've done. Yep. Years ago. Except for the Dodgers and Kershaw. <laughs> True that. Other news, uh, some sad news. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to miss three weeks yeah. with a left oblique strain. Mm-hmm. He's already made a couple awesome highlights in spring training, and hopefully the Blue Jays are getting him along, making him ready to come up to the big leagues as soon as possible because mm-hmm. he's going to be special. Yeah. He's going to be a really special player. Definitely takes him out of the equation for starting the season in the majors. Yeah. I know that... It was still an option, but I just didn't think the Blue Jays were going to do it. But yeah, we'll see. Martin Maldonado signed a one-year deal. Low money, less money than I think the Astros offered him earlier in the season, earlier in the offseason. They offered him a two-year deal. He got a one-year deal with the Kansas City Royals. Probably be the starting catcher. Kind of depressing for him. I, I heard the Cubs were in on him as well. And just kind of a disappointing offseason, I think, for him. I think he forgot those deals and just waited too long. I don't know, the Cubs have whiffed on a couple guys. Uh, Brian McCann did, yep. had more money from them than the Astros or Braves, but wanted to either stay in Houston or go back to Atlanta, and he yeah. ended up choosing Atlanta. So the Cubs have to hope that uh, Wilson Contreras bounces back from his bad season. Yeah, and I think he will. But I think he, he'll definitely have a better season than last year. So right. the Cubs will be great still. We'll see what happens with them. Yeah. All right. Getting into second base, we've got our top 10 left fielders. Sam, who do you have at number 10? All right, number 10, I have Kyle Schwarber of the Chicago Cubs. He normally plays catcher, but he played left field most of last year. And I think going forward, will be a left fielder most of the time. Decent defensively. Um, I was kind of surprised by that. He's big, and you kind of think of him as not very good defensively. He had decent defensive numbers. Hit pretty well, 26 homers, 61 RBIs. Not bad season, just made it into my number 10. I could have gone either way with uh, some of these players, but he just made it into my number 10. Who you got number 10? Number 10, I've got Marcelo Zuna of the St. Louis Cardinals. Had a pretty good season, eight defensive runs saved. He's a good left fielder, former Gold Glove winner. Mm-hmm. And he hit 280, had a 433 slugging, 23 bombs, so... Not amazing stats. Definitely a depressing year for the Cardinals after trading for him. They wanted more. Yeah. 
but I think he'll bounce back and have a strong season for them this yep. coming year. I'm with you there, and that, that's why I put in number eight um, on my list. But, uh, yeah, definitely think he'll bounce back. Number, number nine? nine? Yeah. Number nine, I've got Corey Dickerson. Corey Dickerson. Of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Wow. He hit wow. 300, had a 474 slugging, and was great defensively, won the NL Gold Glove. Yeah. But only 13 homers. Doesn't give you speed, really. I mean, eight, eight steals. If you're not getting power, I want more steals than that. And only 65 runs, 55 RBIs. So he definitely did not deserve to be higher in my mind. Wow. He's my number four. Just from his defense? Defense and average, man. And his, I mean, his OPS was still 804, which is, I mean, not horrible. He's my number four. Amazing defensively. I didn't even see that he won the gold glove. I was just looking all his, at his defensive stats. And they are. He was, he was the best, best defender on this list. Yeah. But he has no power. And no steals. I think he could. He and a, he just didn't do that much. He had a higher slugging percentage than some other guys who had more homers than him. Yeah, but so I think that that's a sign that he could his homers could easily go up, or maybe I don't know about that. Doubles. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, who's your number nine? All right, number nine. I have Michael Conforto of the New York Mets. He's a he. They dabbled him in center field a little bit. Going forward, I think he'll be a right fielder, but he played mostly left field this past year. 28 bombs, 82 RBIs. Very average defensively of 2.9 war. That's basically like a lot of people on this list. The war is right around 3. OPS is 797. Not great, but, you know, I think he'll just continue to get better. He's a young guy, and he'll get a lot of playing time in the Mets if he's healthy. What do you got, number 9? You already said you're number 9. <laughs> you got number 8. Number eight, I have Justin Upton of the Anaheim Angels, Los okay. Angeles Angels, whatever you want to call them. Right. He had 30 home runs. He's not terrible defensively. He's just kind of average for the position. Mm-hmm. 85 RBIs, 80 runs, had a 463 slugging, and a 344 on base despite a pretty bad average, just around 260. Yeah. So the power, I had to put him higher because 17 more than – Dickerson, so I put him higher than yeah. Dickerson. I just left field is not is not that hard of a position to play. Yeah. So I'm okay taking the hit defensively if it's meaning 17 more homers. Yeah. And more runs in RBIs. Yeah. I, I can't argue argue you there because I was very close to putting Upton higher than I did just because of the homers and RBIs. His slugging was less than than Dickerson, which I don't know. It just Comparing those two players, but you could compare any player on this team and argue that they're better than the other. But yeah, so my number eight, I already said my number eight, Ozuna, uh, but my number seven is Justin Upton. My number seven is Michael Brantley of now the Houston Astros, formerly of the Indians. Yeah. Hit 309, had 468 slugging, almost 90 runs, 76 RBIs, and he gives you 17 homers, 12 steals, and decent defense, so... I think he's a very good left fielder. It's going to be interesting to see where the Astros put him. I mean, he technically could move to first if they wanted him to, but I don't think they need him to. No. It's just going to be interesting how A.J. Hinch shuffles that lineup without Marwin there to move around wherever they need him. Right. Yeah, Brantley's my number six. Great player. I I like the signing by the Astros. I like it a lot for them. Yeah. I I thought it was either him or Marquecas could have, you know, gone either way, but I think he's a better player. I like him a lot. Really like his swing, too. Good left fielder, great lefty swing. Who you got, number six? Number six, I have Tommy Pham, the 
Tampa Bay Rays, formerly the Cardinals. They traded in midseason. Yeah. And it was a steal for the Rays. He was good. He had a two seventy five average, four sixty four slugging, so very middle of the pack for this list. Right. But 102 runs from two middle-of-the-pack offenses. Yeah. 63 RBIs, 21 homers, and 15 steals, and average defense. So I, I felt like he definitely deserved to be high on this list because he gives you everything. Yeah. I I must, I must didn't look at his stats close enough because I kind of glanced at him and went, yeah, I'll get to him later. And then I never got to him, and I kind of made my list. I was like, yeah, I'll just forget about Tommy Pham. So I forgot about Tommy Pham. Yeah. <laughs> my number five is Juan Soto of the Washington Nationals. Wow, you are really banking on two guys having sophomore slumps. I, not that I'm They're not gonna. It, like, I'd like to see them have... Especially when season. you look at their on-base and their slugging. They're, they have, especially Soto. Soto is a smarter hitter than Acuna. Smarter, he yeah. is, he is not gonna go into a slump. I just don't see it happening. Soto, I like Soto, but I, I'm just not confident on just a first year. And I'm, I'm, Gonna put players higher than him that I think will do better and that have had a better history. It, it's something. It's how much you take into into account because Soto had a really good season. Like like you look at his stat line and you're like, oh shoot, that's filthy, especially for a rookie. But that's the thing is that he was a rookie and also didn't play very great defensively. But all the same, it's left field. My number five, yeah, is Eddie Rosario of the Minnesota Twins. Oh shoot. You definitely forgot. I forgot. Which is just, I don't know how little research you're doing, but (laughs) Eddie Rosario, 288, 479 slugging, 87 runs, 77 Mm. RBIs, 24 bombs, and above average defense. He's he's a really good player. Yeah. And I, I put him number five solely because the guys above him are really, really good. So, yeah, he's my number five. Hey, you got me there. I, I forgot about Eddie Rosario, to be honest. All right, my number four is Corey Dickerson. Like I said earlier, great defensively, won the gold glove, not great counting stats, only 13 homers, 55 RBIs, but I think that'll go up if his slugging stays where it is, and I think it will going forward for the Pittsburgh Pirates. My number four is David Peralta of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Whew. Hit two ninety three, had a five sixteen slugging, which is... Only worse than Soto and Ronald Acuna Jr. Yep. Had 75 runs, 87 RBI, 30 home runs for a kind of underwhelming lineup. Yeah. So, and even this coming year, the numbers for the county stats might fall a little bit for yeah. runs and RBIs because their lineup is worse. But right. he's just a really good hitter. He was and the he's, guy. And he's a decent outfielder Yeah. defensively. So mm-hmm. definitely felt like he's a top four player, but he's just not as good as the other three I have ahead of him. He's my number two. He's up there for me. I was close to putting him number one, and that's why it's this list was so hard because it was not clear who was in the top of the list. Like You could really value players different ways. If you just look at the stat line, I can see how Soto and Acuna could rank higher. But Is Ben Attendee your number one? We're not there yet. We're not there Dude, yet. he's my favorite player, Let's and even I'm not down. that biased. Let's slow down. <laughs> my number three... Is Ronald Acuna. Wow. Very good season. The only reason he's not higher is just because I'm not confident that he'll... I, I think he'll have a good season going forward, but I don't know if he's going to have as good. And it's I'm just not confident. I can't I can't give him the number one spot if or the number two spot if if this is his first year. There's no good I just, I just don't do I just does. don't see you why it's... I just don't think it's... It's like holding it against... 
Larry Walker or Nolan Arenado for the Hall of Fame because they played a course. Can can Ronald Acuna and Juan Soto control that they're rookies? No, but they can control what they produce on the field, and they produced. My number three they can, they is can, neither they of them. They can't control. My number three is Andrew Benatendi of the Boston Red Sox, wow. my first or second favorite player in baseball. Yeah. He hit 290, had a 465 slugging. He's great in left field. He was the runner-up for the AL Gold Glove to Alex Gordon. 21 steals. Low power, kind of, at 16. Yep. I expect that to go up a bit. Yep. But he did, He raked. He, he was great on a World Series winning team. And he's he's a very solid player. But the stats from Acuna and Soto, especially in less games, I, I couldn't not put those two as my one and two. So my number two was Juan Soto. He hit 292, had a 517 slugging, second highest on the list. Yeah. 77 runs, 70 RBIs, 22 bombs, slightly below average defense. But like I said, I'm not going to put defense as my number one priority in left. So Soto, just far and away, my number two. I think him and Acuna really separated themselves from the rest of the list. I was very torn to whether go with the stat line to go with defense or offense with with Soto I he's my number five I I just couldn't I, I don't know I just didn't I didn't want to put him that high he had crappy defense we already talked about him a little bit I I don't know he just didn't make it make it there for me my number two is David Peralta great season with the Arizona Diamondbacks he was the guy and he is now the guy especially now that they've lost Goldschmidt he's the guy now 30 bombs, 87 RBIs, will, should be batting in the middle of the lineup. I think we'll have a good season. My number one is Andrew Benatendi. And I don't think it's me being biased. I think it's me being safe. Safe in the fact that I'm not giving Soto or Acuna that number one spot. He had 10 less bombs than Acuna in probably 30 more games, 40 more games. Yep. Acuna only played 111, I think. Still had the highest war on the list. Still hit 26 bombs, still had 16 steals. He had a 552 slugging, which is far and away the best on this list. So I could not put anyone other than Ronald Acuna Jr. as the best left fielder in baseball. His stat line is very good, but Benintendi is right there with him, except for the slugging. Lower average, same exact on base. So close in average. And, I mean, his slugging's almost 100 points worse. This is true. And that's the one thing Acuna has on him, but Benintendi is much better defensively. So it's, it's what a, the power. What, what about the ten more home runs and the? It's the power only, or the only five less steals in way less games. What about that? It's the power. Okay, speed is close, but Benintendi is still better, and I think we'll be better. Yeah, but we'll see what happens. That's our top ten left fielders. Let's get into third base. Yeah, our awards. For the 2019 season that's coming up. Sam, who do you have for your comeback players of the year? Comeback players of the year. For the AL, I have Dustin Pedroia of the Boston Red Sox. Not super confident that he'll play the whole season, but I think when he does, I think he'll have at least a 290 average, hit 15 bombs, have a, have a very good year. He was out all this past year. Definitely think he could easily win the comeback player of the year. I think... Somebody else could come out, you know, come out of the dark and pull away, but I'm I'm going with Dustin Pedroia. I'm confident in him. Who you got in AL? I've got Byron Buxton of the Minnesota Twins. Had an MVP-esque second half two years ago. Yep. I think he's 
finally going to be healthy and come back and not not produce the same as that. But I think he'll be very good, and I just think he's going to play so much more than Pedroia that yeah. he'll have the stats to win. Maybe Pedroia wins just solely because of the amazing story. Yeah. And it's it makes you feel good seeing him on the right. field again. Right. But I just think he's only going to, even if he's healthy the whole year, I feel like he only plays 90 games. If, at least that's how I would manage him. Yeah. So and Buxton, if healthy, is going to play Gold Glove defense and center every day, every single day. So I have Byron Buxton, the NL. I have Corey Seager coming back from Tommy John. Had an, an incredible season in 2017, yeah. and I expect him to build upon that. He definitely has had a lot of time to come back. It's a tough injury, but I expect him to be really good and give the Dodgers really everything: defense, steals, homers, average. He'll be all around great. Yeah, I think come next season, he could be very much near the top of our top shortstops list. Very close. But yeah, so my NL, I have Josh Donaldson. He just signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Braves. $23 million for Josh Donaldson in one year. I think he'll have a really good season going forward. I think he'll definitely rebound. I don't know how much playing time he'll get. And the same with Pedroia. The Braves have a lot of of, um, depth, especially at their base. They have Johan Camargo, who could... Share time with Donaldson, but I think Donaldson will have a really good season. Definitely rebound defensively. I think arm, his arm will be back to normal. And I think hitting will be right back up there. Yeah, and some other guys, I mean, it's a hard award because we don't really have set parameters for it. Right. But maybe Ooh. Carlos Correa could technically win it, even yeah. though he played a lot. Same with Chris Bryant. Yep. Robinson Cano was suspended for two-thirds of the year, half the year. Yu Darvish coming back for the Cubs. There's a lot of guys that have their names in the hat, but I definitely think Seager and Buxton will run away with theirs. For manager of the year, you got a lot of nominees here. Yeah, yeah. A lot of good managers. Right. You got Alex Cora, A.J. Hinch, Craig Council, Bud Black, Brian Snicker, but the guys that went out for me. You got a little bit of a sleeper for NL, Mike Schilt of the Cardinals. I think he made a huge difference for them last year. Yeah. As soon as he took over, they just – Turn a page, right. and they made a push, almost made the playoffs. Yep. He made a lot of defensive adjustments that I liked, and he has a lot of new toys. Yeah. So I think he's going to be great, and I think Kevin Cash should have won it last year, but Alex Cora won 108 games, so right. it's hard not to give it to him. Alex Cora didn't get but, it, though. Oh, Bob Melvin did? Bob Melvin did. Bob Melvin That'll took the, lowest, the yeah. lowest payroll to the wild card game. Right, exactly. So I guess good for him. Yeah. But Kevin Cash is going to win it for the AL for me. Just great bullpen management, great pitching management overall for the Rays. It's going to be really interesting to see if he can duplicate that success, but I expect him to. Yeah. And I expect the Rays to get a wild card. Yep. And that that was especially a big thing this past year. I'm picking Kevin Cash for the AL as well. That was a big thing this past year was him doing the opener on a regular basis for the first time ever in the majors. People had used it before, but like, Nobody as much as Kevin Cash, and he had next to nobody in his rotation except for Snellzilla. Props to him for getting the players to buy in and everything into that. So yeah, he I definitely banking on him as being the AL Manager of the Year. They'll probably I think all the wild cards will come out of the East, but we'll see. NL I have Dave Martinez of the Washington Nationals. I've kind of been high on the Nationals, and they lost Bryce Harper, but I think they're young players. I think Soto. I think Robles. I think they'll all do better, and I think they're, they'll are they be close to number one in this division. I think Phillies will have number two, but I think 
Nationals will be there with the Braves and the Mets, and we'll see who pulls through, but I'm banking on the Nationals right now. What do you got for MVP? Lots of potential winners for yeah. MVP. Yeah. You got Mookie Betts coming off his MVP, same with Christian Yelich. Yep. We'll see if they can repeat that success. Yeah. You got Alex Bregman, who's improved every year. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt on a new team. Mm-hmm. Lots of guys that could win it. But for the AL, I have Michael Trout. The kid is 27, has a higher war than several Hall of Famers, right. including Vladimir Guerrero, yeah. who was a stud. He has a 30-30 year every year he's healthy in his sleep. Right. And he's on a bad team, but still puts up the runs in RBIs, too. Yeah. So he's the best player of all time if he finishes career, his career mostly healthy. Healthy. He's insane. He's winning the MVP. He didn't win it last year. He's gonna win it this year. Right. It's just it's just odds at it, this point. Right. He's, he's that good. Players, whether other players are gonna step up or not, like Mookie stepped up this past year, but like we I mean, we haven't seen anybody repeatedly do it the way Trout has. Right. So it's impossible for me to pick against him. Yeah. So I'm assuming you agree with that. I definitely agree with that. He's not right. MVP in the AL. Who do you have for the NL? NL I. NL is tough because it's you're waiting for a player like Christian Yelich to step up. And I think this year it'll be Chris Bryant. I think he'll definitely get the nod, especially for his utility, but he plays solid third base, and I think his numbers will be right back to his star level that he's that he was in past years. I expect him to be good as well, but there's one player that has improved every year of his career. Yeah. Has won the gold glove at third every year he's been in the league. Yeah. And plays in Coors Field. So a lot of things go in Nolan Arenado's way. Right. I think he's going to go off after getting this amazing extension. Mm-hmm. And the Rockies will miss the playoffs, sadly. Not no fault of his. No. <laughs> but Nolan Arenado, I expect to be insane this year. Yeah. 40 homers, close to 300 average. He's going to be insane. So I have him winning the NL MVP. Yeah. Wow. I. I mean, I can't. I can't argue there. Do you think he would have had a better year if he hadn't signed the contract extension? Because he would be a free agent after this year. So I. I, I really. I really don't think it's that important to Nolan. I. He's one of the few guys, the handful of guys, yeah. at least of stars, that really seem like they just want to go out and play baseball every year. And he seems and to he love the it. sport. He doesn't. I think Harper and Machado are a little. Money hungry. Yep. Nolan is not that guy, if you ask me. Obviously, I don't know him personally, yeah. but well, every, 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 everything that he's said, <laughs> everything that he's done has been for the good of the Rockies, right. despite the fact that they could have traded him or could have let him walk for less money, or not, they would have saved money and let him walk right. to some other team like the Yankees. Yeah. Thank God that's not happening. Thank Lord. But yeah, I don't think it plays that much for him. Okay. All right. Home stretch. Yeah. We've got one pretty good DM. Yeah. And this one comes from my father. Famous father. What are the Red Sox doing? What is this bullpen situation? <laughs> and how is it going to be solved? I think she just What's going what on? They doing? <laughs> what is going on? Right. So I think there's no way they bring back Kimbrell. That's pretty much confirmed. Yeah. They're not signing anybody. The, the Red Sox are not signing anybody, if you ask me. They're, they're staying under the luxury tax. And they are trying to find this year's Ryan Brazier, which is not going to happen. They might find someone it's decent, possible. but they are not finding another it's guy possible. with a one nine seven ERA. 
two years in a row from nowhere. Jeremy yeah. Mejia oh, has looked good in spring. Sure. Matt Barnes has had one outing, doesn't look good. I still think he'll be a decent closer. Yeah. Brazier will be a good setup once he gets healthy. Tyler Thornburg. But after that, great. Thornburg has given up like 15 runs in four <laughs> innings. <laughs> we got Stephen Rice suspended. Right. They should just release him. Yeah. Carson Smith still isn't 100% from his injury. He's yeah. going to start in the minors. Right. And then we have Colton Brewer and Heath Hembry and a few guys that you just don't know what they're going to give you. You can squint and see but, a decent player. But here but like... is why. Here is why you should not lose hope, Dad. <laughs> Dave Dombrowski is our general manager. Wheel and deal and Dave. <laughs> and at the trade deadline, he's going to go find someone on the Orioles or Rangers or... Padres, one of these teams, and he's going to steal a reliever from right out under them mm. for chum change. And that guy will step up just like Nate Evaldi and Steve, Steven Pierce did. Yeah. And we'll be fine. Maybe fine. Maybe we don't win the World Series again. <laughs> we can't unless, expect it every year. Unless someone steps up. Right. But I still think they'll be good enough to win the division. So that's my outlook for the Red Sox. I... I agree with that first half. It looked sucky going into the offseason, especially with all the comments from Dave Dombrowski. The like, spring has just made it so much... I've gotten so much more panicky. I know. And it's hard It's hard not to overreact, especially when Matt Barnes has his first outing and gives up three runs on two doubles, a triple, and a single, and a wild pitch. There's a part of it's me that good. wishes I just didn't watch spring training games. Because... Mm. We pay attention to those stats way too much. And it's so easy because us as baseball fans, it's such a long offseason that you're like, I need baseball, I need baseball, I need yeah. baseball. So you're watching all these games and you're like, oh my goodness, we, we look awful. What is this? Or you got a guy going off and you're like, oh, he's a star. He's yeah. a stud. It he's going to do amazing. It is it's, safe to say they will not repeat as Grapefruit League champions. <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, I, I just don't... It, they could do the players could do amazing in spring and then just be straight crap in the in the off season or it's in the season. It just I I'm not worried. No, I am worried. <laughs> but especially with Stephen Wright now being an idiot and taking HGH or whatever it was to heal quicker. I don't know. I just don't. It's uh, it's a troubling thought of our bullpen, especially with Stephen well, Wright. What's now. funny is that the substance he was taken isn't even one that helps rehab. So the, no one really knows why he took it. It wasn't he, one he, that to help nope. him heal quicker? Still claims it was an accident. It wasn't. Don't know why he took it as a knuckleballer. He was pretty healthy now. So it was performance enhancing it was just like it, it was, was just PEDs. It wasn't one that's... I which was, was everybody's first guess, but that's wow. not what it was. So, Stephen Wright, I hope you're listening. I know you're not. You you're suck. an idiot. You suck. <laughs> Good riddance. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, their bullpen looks bleak. I don't know if we're going to add somebody. We don't have... Depth in our farm system, and we just, we we don't have it. I don't know what we're going to do. All right. Still optimistic. We're, we're, good, we're, we're done with ranting. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode. Hope we see you next week yeah. for part two of the Around the Diamond Awards. Right, the awards. So thank you for listening. Follow us on our social media, yeah. at AroundPod on Twitter, at Around the Diamond Podcast on Instagram. Around the Diamond Pod on Facebook Around the Diamond well. Pod on Instagram. So, yeah, thank you for your time, and we hope to see you next week. Yeah, thank you.